Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whenever and wherever there's Better severe weather, a traffic red alert, or breaking news. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center will break in. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 10.077 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Grumpy Gus, Jenny Gurphy sitting across from me in the uh, in the studio this evening. Jennifer is going to uh, hang out for a little bit just to follow up on yesterday's show. You were such a hit on yesterday's show. I wanted to incorporate in today's uh, the beginning of today's show. Low T Chuck is off getting his injection. Uh, so Catfish Crystal <laughs> Wheeler screening the call. So please behave. We love Catfish and of course Longor- Longoria and the uh, Stoic Mexican work ethic on the other side <laughs> of the takeout window. Um, I, I wanted you in here for a couple of reasons, Jen. Uh, Rick Springfield will be coming up on the show. I cannot believe you didn't invite me to do that interview with you. Well, it was you. a phone interview. If it was in person, you would have been there with me. Jen is the biggest Rick Springfield. It's not like you were Skyping with him. Yeah. That's yeah. true. It's Yeah. So okay. it's an interview I recorded this morning that'll be played uh, a little bit later on the show. I've got, I didn't play that audio from Lou Gehrig from last night. So I'm oh, going to play okay. that too. This recently discovered Lou Gehrig radio get interview. Get that ready. Yeah, get that ready. Um, but it. I've I've been so enwrapped and involved in this back-to-school kind of issue. Mm -hmm. So we're really, you know, we this is an important time of the year for WSB Radio and WSB Television because back-to-school coverage, that that signals the start of everyone getting back into their routines and, um, you know, listenership and viewership goes up. So it's an important time. It's, you know... Back to school is a big time in the news business because folks, you know, pay attention more to the news in the morning and et cetera, et cetera. So I've kind of been wrapped up in that. Um, and this morning, uh, Atlanta Public Schools, Butts County, Cartersville City, Douglas Floyd, Gainesville, Gilmer, Marietta, Oconee, and Walton Counties went back. Tomorrow, Beaufort City, Carroll County, Carrollton, Fayette, Fannin, Forsyth, Lumpkin, Towns, and White Counties go back. And then next Monday, it's DeKalb, Calhoun, uh, Clayton, Fulton, Gordon, Gwinnett, Raven, to- uh, Troop, and Polk. And that's like the bulk of it. All right, so next Monday is like when most of the major schools are uh, back in session. So this morning, Channel 2 was asking folks to tweet pictures of their kids going off to school. It's like a tradition. Do you, are you going to do that, Longoria? Sure. When yeah. your daughter goes to kindergarten, yeah. you'll take a picture on the first day of school. It's like it's a cute thing. Yeah. My mom did it. I'm sure your mom oh, did yeah. the gen, right? Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to see these kids. <laughs> in my head, I'm like... It's great for if you know the kid, but if you don't know the kid, it, I'd rather, so I said, oh, no. and I tweeted out, I'd rather see your kids' lunches. 
There like, you go. Tweet me pictures of what, oh, your kids' <laughs> what lunches. What you gave for lunch, yeah. And then I started thinking about it, and I, I I came up with, you know, I'm working on, let me didn't say I came up with, I'm working on a theory that there are two different kinds of people in this world. Those who whose parents made them their lunch for school and those that ate whatever the, the cafeteria was serving that day. So I just want to do a quick round robin. This is why I have you here, Jen. Mm -hmm. Your mom, lovely lady. I've talked to her on the phone many times. Did she make your lunch or did you eat lunch at school? Oh, no. She made my lunch. She made your lunch every With day. With notes inside and stuff. Notes. Oh, excellent. <laughs> All right. Catfish Crystal Wheeler. Did your folks make your lunch for school or did you get it at the cafeteria? Made it. Made it. Longoria. Um, ate at the cafeteria. All right. Not very well liked by his parents. No, but I, but I, my theory is that kids whose parents don't make their lunches are more and better equipped to handle life than, <laughs> seriously, than people, yeah. like, no offense, like, like Jennifer and Catfish, whose mom wrote her freaking love letters in her, what did Not you say? Not love letter, just have a nice day with a big smiley face. And what kind of stuff would your mom make for lunch? I used to, well, this was when I ate meat, but like a bologna and cheese sandwich, some chips, iced tea. French fries. Bologna, what's House? bologna? <laughs> I don't say bologna, it's bologna. 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 She went to Italy. Uh, She's bologna. <laughs> bologna. All right, so you, you, you got a sandwich and a cookies and a- Pound cake, usually. Ooh, yeah. that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Catfish, what was your normal, uh, what did the folks make, make for your bagged lunch? Tuna fish sandwich on toast. Every day? Yeah. No bologna. No bologna. <laughs> Chips and raisin iced, iced raisin oatmeal cookies. All right. So here's my theory that I think that Longoria and I are better prepared for life than you guys. Oh. So if, you know, my parents, bless their hearts, my, my dad would make me breakfast every morning, but my, my, they didn't make me lunch. I ate at the cafeteria. Longoria ate at the cafeteria. You, you have to learn at an early age to deal with whatever hand life gives you. So if, you know, I hated peanut butter and jelly, and if I went to the cafeteria and they were serving peanut butter and jelly, well, you got to deal with it. And if you don't want it, you got to find a way around it and get something else. You guys always, you never had to, you know, overcome that obstacle of... That's not true. Yeah. You yeah. always knew you were getting the balloon, and... <laughs> I ate at the cafeteria You got the balloon all the way through high school. <laughs> but you always knew that you were going to have a bologna sandwich... A, no, a note from mom and cookies. Catfish always knew. Tuna fish. Longoria and I went into the trenches. We didn't know. <laughs> we had no idea what we were we getting. We didn't know what we were getting. You know, sometimes they the would crap put shoot. Out, sometimes in my school, oh. in high school, they put out a, a menu at the beginning of the week. Yeah, so you'd yeah, know. You like, all right, meatball sub on Wednesday, whatever. But in grammar school, you didn't know. So I, I could have been walking into Chicken a la King or, you know, Square Pizza. Did you start? Did you? I bet you started that trading early, though. I'll give you my uh, ice cream if you'll give me your bologna sandwich. I never did that. I never traded anything. No, I, was mine. I, I couldn't trade. Yeah, we couldn't <laughs> trade anything because we we were getting whatever the cafeteria well, was maybe offering. Maybe some idiot would want to trade. With no, you. no. Well, I, I never did the trading. Did you have a kid that that stayed by the trays and? wanted to eat everything else what? you never no. had a kid like that i had a kid that would stay by like where you dump the trays and be like oh you didn't finish i can I have that like shut yeah. up and he would eat like whatever you wanted like is this in grade school yeah you grade went school. to grade school with mark airline yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> i had no idea he was from texas <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's crazy Aylwine was definitely that kid. Yeah, he was. You, you gonna finish that fruit cup? Yeah, you gonna finish that that yeah. one grape there that you didn't eat? <laughs> that no, I did not have a kid. I had Jimmy Tripodi though, 
whose oh, uh, mom would make him a sardine sandwich oh, every day. Oh. And it stunk, <laughs> and it was like, you're in third grade, and yeah, you get your ponies. Yeah, you that, do you? No, I don't, out. It, yeah, it was just, it was <laughs> stinky. Ew. And that was the same guy who never got the, the pointy scissors. <laughs> like he had the round scissors all the way up until high school. Like he, uh, poor Jim Chipotle, never graduated to the the pointy well, scissors. Well, if you had a sardine sandwich every day of your life, would you? I mean, yeah, he'd, he'd be dangerous with pointy scissors. He's, I think he's like, uh, he's definitely a hippie living in like the mountains of New Hampshire right now, because a his mom made. See, that's why he did, he wasn't prepared to face life. He was used to the <laughs> anchovy sandwich <laughs> or sardine sandwich, sardine yeah. sandwich every day. Never got the round scissors, and he wound he winds up living in the woods. Longoria and I oh, had go. to go in and and deal with whatever the cafeteria lady was serving that day. I think that makes you a stronger person in the long run, As, instead of knowing my you know I've got a lunch wrapped with love from my mom. You know what? Whether it's you know chicken noodle soup and. Uh, a ham and cheese sandwich, whatever. And you got to make choices, you know, on the fly. Yeah, exactly. You learn People early. are behind you and they're, oh, boom, please. let's go, come Great on. Great point, Longoria. Pick a chicken or pick a hot dog. Let's go, this let's is, go. This is <laughs> Pick a chicken <laughs> or pick weak. a hot dog. No, I, that's the theory I'm floating out, that if you had to go to school and fend for yourself for lunch, <laughs> you are better prepared for life then you weren't out hunting it for you, you were, know out you are still being as well. suckled at the teat <laughs> <laughs> the kids that are suckled at the teat with the brown bag and the lunch box no i had a lunch box yes i never had a lunch box oh. why because i never got lunches made for me i was stuck with whatever they were serving at the cafeteria and it le- it prepares you to to deal with life better and they only give you enough to buy one meal Exactly, oh, buck and a quarter. I, I haven't. I don't mm-hmm. have one tier for either one of you guys. Not one. But that's why we're we're we're, you know, prepared for life. We're mm-hmm. no matter what comes at Longoria and myself, we're ready. We're prepared. You, if you don't have your below below, what is Bologna? Bologna. No, if you're Bologna. Bologna. If you don't have your Bologna, 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 you don't know what to do. That's why you freak out so much in the newsroom because you know your mom suckled you. <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, yeah, <laughs> you you agree with my theory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now catfish. If they don't of, put the news in your brown bag, you don't know what to do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're lost. You are lost. If Chris Chandler doesn't stuff your brown bag with news, <laughs> come seven o'clock, you don't yeah. know what's going on. Now, what what catfish though blows my theory away because catfish is obviously prepared for the world. Yes, very successful business lady. I'm assuming, and this is not meant as an insult. In in your school in Kentucky, did they even have a cafeteria? Like, did they serve, or was it you just had to bring your lunch no matter what? It was a barn. A barn. All right, so there was no hot lunch served. All right, so that catfish is is you know not part of this theory. I'm just throwing the theory out there. I'd like to know your opinion. You don't think on I can handle it? You don't think I? I'm no. not. I bet. I'll tell you what. Your husband Donnie. He's a saint. He is a saint. I bet he had to. He never got lunch made for him by his folks. I bet he went to the cafeteria, and no matter what, if they were having red beans and rice, he was stuck with it. You had to suck it up. You you have to suck it up. Maybe on an occasion he'd get the chocolate milk instead of the the regular milk. But he is prepared for life because he didn't have to Ugh. have his lunch bagged for him. I'm just starting the show off with this theory. It's uh, very weak. We'll see. Okay. Again, this is a work in progress. We could tweak it, but Exhibit A. Sally and her bologna. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally not prepared for life. 
simply because um, your dear mom, and she is a sweet, sweet lady. Yeah. She would make the uh, the brown bag sandwich for you. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Two days in a row. You know you won't start the show last night, right? Were you listening? No, I did not. You won't no, start the show last on. night. Because I'm a CIA agent? Because you are a CIA <laughs> yes. agent. Wow. Golly, right. I hope they wrote that down on the board. Maybe you, you might get a two in a row. We'll see. All right. Uh, what do you think of my theory? Did did you bring your lunch to school or did you have to eat whatever the cafeteria was serving? I think in our formative years, that means a lot. Whether you brown bagged it or you were forced to deal with the cafeteria was serving. Your thoughts on my theory. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Always on Twitter at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Throwing out my theory that at least for our generation and older, if your parents made you lunch every day to take to school, you were less prepared in life. Good uh, point on Twitter, by the way, uh, at Mark Aram, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Kelsey uh, says the, the theory probably doesn't work now. The kids have uh, planned lunch menus, and there's always more options available. But back when we were in school, you had pizza. That was it. Yeah. Or you had uh, uh, chicken a la king. I don't know why I keep saying chicken a la king. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> Did you have, I didn't have chicken a la yeah. king, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so like you had one choice, but I guess now kids have a multitude of choices. But back in the day, Longoria and I went to school, we were eating whatever they were serving, and we were better prepared for life. Your thoughts on my theory. Mark is in Winder. Mark, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mark. What's up, buddy? Um, I, as a professional psychotic, I can tell you that the the theory is sound, and there's a couple of points that you forgot. Okay. Longoria brought up something about being in line, so that taught kids patience. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, there were a few choices. You know, you had the white milk, chocolate milk. So, you know, you also learned to make choices at a very young age. Correct. So, you know, the, the, the theory is sound, and, you know, those of us that, that did have to eat uh, public school lunches, uh, are better prepared for life, I think. Um, not as coddled. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're not always going to get what you want. I think that's the, the main life lesson for kids like me, you, and Longoria. You, you're not always going to like what you get. It's just, that's life. And the the earlier you learn that, the better off you are. Look at Jim Tripodi. He walked in every day with a freaking <laughs> sardine sandwich. Yeah. Uh, Ashley's in Mayretta. Ashley, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Thanks hey. for taking my call. My pleasure, Ash. Um, so I just wanted to... So, well, I agree with you, first of all, but the kid who you're talking about who's sardine, like, sandwiches, his <laughs> mom did not love him. Like, that... <laughs> I just... I can't agree with you on that part. You don't so. think his mom loved him? That's a possibility. Well, you just... Yeah, you're like, oh, and this kid, like, his mom packed his lunch for him, and... but she made It was a weird family. Like, the whole family was kind of a little off. Um, I think I think his mom was from like Austria, maybe. So maybe that was like a typical lunch, a yeah, sardine maybe. sandwich. I don't know. Yeah, that just sounds horrible. Yeah, it was so. disgusting. And we didn't have to. I just had to sit near him. I didn't have to eat it. Just smelling that sardine sandwich. But yeah. Were you uh, when you were a kid? Did you brown bag it or did you get what yeah, was, was served? I was mostly a brown bag. Kid. Yeah, and but it, I mean, I I didn't hear the part about you saying your generation or older. But how old are you? I'm 30. Okay, so when you were in, in middle school or elementary school, did did you have options if you were not brown bagging it? Were there multiple yeah. choices? Yeah, I don't I don't want to say a lot of them, 
but you had some choice. I think so. Yeah. yeah. We didn't. I didn't have a. There was. There was no choice whatsoever. Yeah, I didn't get choices until I got to high school. Yeah, and high you school. Had you multiple get multiple things you could get. Yeah, exactly. But at elementary school, it was whatever they threw on your plate. That's what you were eating. Gordon's in Zebulon. Gordon here on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, my contrasting lunch experience decimates your theory. Up with all due respect, sir. Okay. Um, I had a health nut family, six kids, and. You cook like a hamburger patty with no bread, wrapped it in cellophane, and by Thursday or Friday, nobody wanted to get near you. So I had a great experience learning how to barter and uh, swap with people's lunches to get a better meal every day. So maybe a better bartering. Uh, Interesting. Negotiator. No, I like that. That that's a separate theory, though. Maybe. Um, again, these are just theories. I'm not saying it's hard and fast. We're we're working this out on the air. But I like that. That's not a bad theory, Gordon. Um, if you have to brown bag it, you learned the art of negotiation. Donald Trump, for example. Brown bagged it. He learned how to negotiate in middle school, trading the sardine sandwich for a Twinkie or whatever. Interesting. All right, we'll we'll, we'll keep fighting this through this theory. We'll come back with your calls at 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Stop with Drake making moves, attracting honeys like a magnet, giving them... I'm WSB's Mark Aram. The WSB 24 album Breaking News Center is on alert. With immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, traffic red alerts from Cobb to Cherokee, Carroll to Gwinnett, Fulton to Forsyth, and all the rest. All the rest. WSB. WSB. Depend on it. The staff of the Mark Aram Show... Stay at the luxurious Union Mission in beautiful downtown Atlanta. Welcome back to the show, 1037, 23 in front of 11. Mark Aram at your beck and call till midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Still to come tonight on the program, Rick Springfield, the Lonely Tailgater, and Lou Gehrig. And I got to tell you this story later, Longoria. Last night we were talking about Waffle House and Jay Griff ordering French fries, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So in my head, I wanted Waffle House again, even though I had it for dinner last night. At 3 this morning on my way into work, I'm like, I'm going to stop at Waffle House and get breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I saw boobies in the Waffle House. Okay. Real live boobies. Okay. okay. All right. I'll tell you that story. Okay. I saw your Facebook post, Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't quite understand what you were talking about. I saw about. boobies okay. at the Waffle House. Okay. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> um, all right. So I'll tell you that story. But I'm floating out a theory on this back to school. Everyone's back to school, back to school, back to school. Back in our day, um, you had uh, two choices for lunch. Either your parents gave you your lunch in a brown paper bag or a lunchbox, if you're really spoiled. Right, yeah. <laughs> or you were like me in Longoria, and we went to the cafeteria, first through sixth grade, kindergarten through sixth grade, whatever, and you ate whatever they served you. You were, We weren't coddled. We didn't, you know, ask our parents, I want a tuna sandwich and a fruit roll-up and a cookie <laughs> and a juice box. We didn't have that. We had whatever the lunch lady was serving that day. Yep. Whether it was burnt pizza or uh, a, quote, hamburger or <laughs> yeah. whatever they were serving, we ate. 
And I think that prepared us better for life because we were we were taught at an early age, you're not always going to like what you get, you're not always going to get what you want, and you got to deal with it. Yep. And I think the brown baggers, the lunchbox crew, didn't learn that at an early enough age. So that's my theory. What are your thoughts on that? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Dave's in Kennesaw. Dave, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Preach, brother. Welks, man. What's going on? Uh... I think you got a little bit of critics to your theory, but I'm kind of like the in-between. I'm kind of the mix. All right, talk when to I, me. I got one year on you, but when I was coming up in uh, grade school, you know, there were days where mom would send me with the sack lunch with a nice little note and the bologna sandwich, and then there <laughs> would be... <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to say it. That, oh, that, no, I love it. It's too funny. I love it. <laughs> um, and then there were days where, you know... I'd roll the dice, I'd take a buck to school, I'd get the sloppy joe, but oh. it also taught me to kind of plan ahead because on Fridays, it was either cheeseburger or pizza day, and in adult life, it's kind of taught me to, you know, kind of plan ahead and, you know, prepare for, you know, things that I, I know are coming up, so if it's something that I want, I know what I need to have for it. A majority but, uh, of the time, did you, uh, did you lunchbox it or did you eat what they gave you? To be honest with you, it was 50-50. Really? Because, yeah, so because... Because uh, your parents school, half loved you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your dad loved you, your mom hated you, that kind of thing. It, yeah, it's still that way today. But, but, uh, yeah, well, I guess you have the best of both worlds, because you learned um, when you didn't have your lunchbox to deal with what life gave you. But, like, that other caller, I think that was a valid point the other caller made. If you had the brown bag, you were part of the trading going on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember doing much trading when you had the hot lunch from the cafeteria. No, because why would you want to trade what you your hot lunch for a cold sandwich? Yeah. Or whatever. Maybe there were some side deals going on. Like, I'll give you my applesauce for right. those pretzels or something that yeah. your mom gave you. Because I, I remember applesauce being a big thing in grade school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, every meal had applesauce. Mm-hmm. They must have gotten that stuff at bulk. <laughs> yeah, applesauce so. was everywhere. Uh, Blake's in Roswell. Blake, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Yeah, hi. Uh, so I actually have a dissenting opinion about uh, this theory Okay. Uh, based on uh, my life. Um, I always got uh, the school lunch, you know, in middle school. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I got into high school, you know, I had to pay uh, with my own money. You know, I worked at the grocery store when I was 15. But anyway, um, I'm 29 now, and I have to say I am, like, the farthest thing I'm a well-adjusted adult. <laughs> there might be other issues aside from school lunch uh, involved in that. So when you were in high school and you had to pay for your own lunch, did you buy it or did you make your own at home and bring it in? No, I bought it. Yeah. I always got the same thing every day, chicken fingers. Chicken finger. But you had yeah. options. See, your age, you had options. You yeah, could, I did. You could have the chicken fingers or pizza or a salad, whatever. Right. Um, but I, th- I think in our formative years, I think high school is different, but I think grade school because how many high schoolers, their parents, I hope, aren't making lunch for high school kids, no, right? That yeah. doesn't happen. I'm yeah, sure there's a couple. Not. but <laughs> Yeah, but I think, I think the formative years, like the grade school years, the elementary school years, that's where you are, you're going to start to learn life lessons. And if, if you are lunchboxing it, I don't think you learn those lessons as well or as quickly as the folks that are having to deal with whatever slop they give you. Now, what happened? What happened? What made you a, a maladjusted kid at twenty nine? Now, I don't know, <laughs> but I think it, it wasn't. You can't blame the school lunch for that. Yeah, there's deeper issues there, Blake. <laughs> yeah, there we can is. we can talk about those on another show. But I got to talk to Nancy and Vinings because it's Nancy and Vinings. How are you, Nance? Nancy, everybody, clap your hands. 
That never happens. That doesn't. Should we check her med alert bracelet? <laughs> Maybe, yeah, we should. I'm seriously worried about Nancy. She has never missed a call like that. All right, Noah's in Conyers. Noah, you're on the Mark Aram Show. How are we doing tonight, Mark? What up, Noah? Uh, not much. Hey, um, elementary school. My parents sent me to school with lunchbox. Except for on Fridays. Fridays was I got to buy my lunch. At the, uh, okay, so... Did you have a choice on Fridays, or was it you liked whatever it was on Fridays that they gave you? It's whatever they slapped onto your tray. So by the by the end of the week, your parents were like, "We're done with you. You're on your own," kind of thing. Yeah, and then in middle school, they got too lazy, and I started buying my lunch. <laughs> All right. Do you think uh, the the Monday through Thursday brown bagging did that help you or hinder you in your development? Uh, it was lunch. <laughs> what, what it didn't matter. Everything else was the part that mattered. Learning everything and actually learning how to deal with other people. That's what really started developmental. Understood. I think, but I think a big part of that is lunch. Like you learn in grade school, but what shapes your personality is what goes on during lunch and recess. I think more than anything, because that's where the yeah, social exactly. that's where the social structures are built and developed, and you find your place in the world. Um, so I, I really think that's a very important thing. What did, what kind of lunches did you get uh, packed when you were a kid? Uh, basically, it was uh, just like uh, her, a bologna sandwich. Most of the time it was fried, a um, piece of fruit, and maybe a small bag of chips and a quarter where I can get two milks. All right, two milks, not just one. Spoiled guy. Yeah. So a bologna sandwich, chips, fruit, Two quarters for a couple of milks. Brendan's in Atlanta. Brendan, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? What up, buddy? Well, I have a kind of a different theory. Okay. Because uh, I went to school in uh, Ireland. Oh, nice. Um, both my parents were, were my school teachers. That that so, means you had to be very well behaved. Well, I, actually, I was the worst kid. Oh, wow. And in and, and high school, I ended up getting expelled, but that's another story. Holy smokes. All right, so but, did your school teaching parents, did they... Make you your lunch, or did you have to buy it? Well, I, I had lunch. Well, I had lunch whenever I was in uh, primary school, elementary, mm-hmm. and at the very end of the day, my dad would fill up a big bucket and give it and bring it back home for our dogs. So, from an early age, I kind of hated school dinners because you knew it was eventually going to be dog food. Yes, and then when I went to when I went to high school, I went to a boarding school, and the the prefects would take the lunch down to the table. And they were all older than we were, so they would basically grab all the food and then and then let six of us get whatever food we could grab. So at the age of about 13, I decided I was completely against school dinners because, number one, they were disgusting. And number two, <laughs> all the other older guys would take all the food. Yeah. So at that stage, I kind of told my parents, listen, I want you to make my lunch. And thankfully, my mother, she made pretty good lunches, so... So I, I can have a different, different. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's Europe. What what was a typical uh, bag lunch for you back in the day? What what kind of food did you guys eat over there? Well, basically, you were given either like chicken or chips, chicken and French fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were just given basically one meal. That was it. It was kind of like uh, being in a prison. You know, you were, there was no real choices, you know. <laughs> but when you started taking your lunch to school, what what did you bring from home? My mom would make uh, say ham and cheese with lettuce and tomato. Ooh. Which was which was okay in the winter time, but in the summertime, by the time you opened your lunchbox, it was completely it was all warm, it was completely all warm and yeah. wilted. So I would throw them away, and I I try to find ways to get some tickets or or barter 
to to get the screw. Interesting. On. I'm I've, the most. Thanks for the call, Brendan. The most interesting uh, aspect of that was learning what Irish kids took for lunch. Yeah, I bet I bet school lunches around the country, around the world, are v- oh very vastly different, different. Yeah, Vegemite sandwiches in Australia, <laughs> sushi mm-hmm. in maybe Japan. Yeah, spare ribs in uh, in China. Okay, <laughs> linguine and clam sauce in Italy. No, yeah. all right. Wayne's in Peachtree City. Wayne, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, Mark, how you doing, man? Excellent. What's going on? I'm gonna throw ten years ten years on you over you right now. So when you had to take uh, get to eat school lunch all the way to your uh, senior in high school, mm-hmm. so so and you end up appreciating it compared to how the world is right now. So I agree with your theory 100. percent Yeah, I really do. But now the most interesting school lunches of this is something called they served in Middle Georgia called a bologna boat. Can you picture what that was? A bologna boat that was served in the uh, school system. Picture a piece of. Fried bologna, what happens to it? Shrivels it turns up. into a cup. Then you put in a piece of school-born dried mashed potatoes, put it in the middle. Do you think you want to trade that thing away? It teaches you how to trade food <laughs> and how to appreciate it. I actually, I'm kind of into that bologna boat. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Fried bologna good. and mashed potatoes, yeah. I'm all right with that. Yeah, but, but the freeze-dried <laughs> potatoes, man? Ah, yeah. But no, that, 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 that's, that's, that's the the Macon, Georgia version in 1970. I could go for that. I, d- I didn't have, my mom was not a, a bologna person. I didn't have bologna growing up. Really? Um, I didn't have uh, my first fried bologna sandwich till college. Wow. When I was working at a bowling alley, and the manager was like, you hungry? Because we had a snack bar. I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to make some fried bologna sandwiches. And I was like, what the hell's a fried bologna sandwich? And he's like, you've never had one on it. So I said, no, I never had one. They were awesome. <laughs> it was really good. But I go back to your last guess on those. Bologna's great until it sits in uh, when you're working during the summer. And I had to work with my dad every summer, every morning. It was, uh, you'd go out to work, working on the construction site. He owned a construction company. And we had the same thing. A bologna sandwich which sat in the tin lunchbox uh, all, all day long. And you ate it. Uh, the mayonnaise and everything uh, else. The bologna so, getting all sweaty. That's... Yeah, I didn't grow up with bologna. You don't want your sweaty bologna. You don't want a sweaty bologna anywhere near your face. No. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter at Mark Aaron. We're going to come back with more of your calls. Uh, floating out my theory about school lunches. I, I I think most people are in agreement with me. My my pull my theory out of my tush before the show is actually has, has some merit here, I think. All right, this is the Mark Aram Show. We'll be right back. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show. 1053, 7 in front of 11, 81 degrees on Peachtree. Kirk Mellish's full five-day forecast straight ahead. Back to the phones we go. Paul is in Decatur. Paul, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Paul, holy smokes, hold the phone. Please don't blow my cover. I'm trying to talk about the cafeteria food. Uh, all right, I need to talk to you though. Well, let me let me finish you, my train of thought. Okay, you do you talk cafeteria food, but don't hang up. Okay. All right, buddy. Uh, the, the, a lot of uh, American people and and people in this country th- uh, think of cafeteria food choices, and they think of the USDA. But there's some new programs around the country called uh, Farm to School, and they're trying to match private farmers up with uh, public school systems that can buy something that's fresher and maybe mm-hmm. grown within 100 miles mm-hmm. 
and and uh, I think the city of Decatur is trying to do it for some vegetables. And um, uh, there's a group called Georgia Organics. They have a newspaper uh, that called The Dirt, and they are uh, discussing some areas because there, there's so many vegetables grown in Georgia, especially south of Macon, down to Thomasville and Albany and Moultrie, Bainbridge. And uh, if, 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 you know, if like 5% of this could be sure, sure. bought by school systems. But, but here's the deal, Paul. I'm, like, in 2015, it's a different world when it comes to school lunches. But back when we were kids, there wasn't farm to table. There, it was, you had one choice, that was it. You ate it, whatever they served you. Well, I think the choices will always kind of be limited uh, based on distance and price. But we might be able to grow... Uh, two or three things within 100 miles and uh, make it sure, something sure. that could help local people, not right. just growers in California. Let me jump in, Paul. All right, so did you hear what happened on Friday? No. So I called the Piccadilly manager Friday at 7 p.m. because we had arranged you were going to get there at 7.30. Uh-huh. And I said to the manager, hey, it's Mark from WSB. Uh, a guy named Paul is going to come in. I'm going to pay for his his dinner. And he's like, oh, he was already here. And I, I got there a little early. Yeah, um, uh, I appreciate what you what you're doing for me, and the the food was real good. And oh, you stayed and ate. We had catfish and we had broccoli and uh, um, chocolate milk. Excellent. Did you uh, did you meet anyone? I mean, did anyone come and and talk to you or? No, no. Um, it was kind of slow there, uh, but. Um, um, I like your show, and I'm glad you're on the air, and I think you're doing a good job by taking calls. Thanks, buddy. And um, so, do you want to do you want to try this again, where maybe uh, the three of us will meet you at Piccadilly? Um, Would I'm be- looking for a job right now. I, I I can't just go out and eat 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 at restaurants. But yeah. uh, no, I mean I I owe you a meal. I mean I was supposed to pay for that meal. No, that's okay. That's okay. I I don't I I, I um. I uh, appreciate your friendliness, but okay. I, I um, uh, you got bigger fish to fry right now. Well, I'm um, I'm applying for some jobs uh, in the uh, health field, okay. and um, 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 but 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 back to this. Uh, look up Georgia Organics if you have time, and see what they're doing. But they have an office an office over near Monroe Drive. That, yeah, absolutely. I know what you're talking about. All right, so here's the deal, Paul. Thank you for the call. Great call as always. Please call back. Um, eventually, I, I do owe you a meal, so you're going to have to take me up on that at some point, because I, I meant to pay for your Piccadilly that night, but uh, our lines got crossed, my friend. Okay, thank you, Mark. All right, have a great night, Paul. All right, so Paul got catfish, chocolate milk. He ate. I and just broccoli. didn't pay for the meal. He just showed up too early. That yeah. was the only problem. We should have gone. That, we should have. I, I had to go out of town the next morning, and I was harried, so my apologies. But I'm glad uh, at least Paul got to Piccadilly and got to eat. I still owe him a meal. All right, I owe you news, weather, and traffic. That's coming up next. Then your calls, then Rick Springfield, Lonely Tailgater, Lou Gehrig, and i got to tell you about the boobies that I saw at uh, the Waffle House this morning at 3 a.m. This is The Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to The Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. 
the 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.